0: On today's episode, I interview Liana Nietzsche, who's a sports dietitian at the AFLW professional level with the West Coast Eagles. And this episode is one that I really, really recommend people listen to as sports nutrition is something I feel like that is kind of put on the back burner when training and training for sports, training for strength and conditioning are two things that are always thought of. This one uh, is not thought of as much, and I do think there's a great amount of value in knowing this stuff. So... A couple of, the, couple of the topics that we went over were she kind of gave her, uh, I guess, summary and her opinion on how she looks at nutrition, and whereas it's not looking at the calories and macros. She gave her um, viewpoint of it on how she recommends it to athletes. She kind of broke down each one, carbs and proteins, fruits and vegetables, why you need each one. And then we went into fueling and refueling. So we talked about what you need to eat before the game, during the game, and after the game, and why. And... Then we went into kind of, she gave some recommendations about some examples that she thought that would be good options for each of those. We talked about hydration, um, the importance of that, what to drink for hydration, sports drinks, water, etc. And then we finished off talking about supplements because this is something that is obviously brought up a lot and she kind of gave all of her knowledge on it to dispel any myths that people may have. So yeah, here it is welcome to No Weak Links with Patrick Wood. The purpose of this podcast is to help you learn up-to-date evidence-based content and knowledge through life experiences. This podcast is perfect for athletes, coaches, parents of athletes, or any active person looking to improve their fitness or athletic ability. So please have a listen and I hope you Enjoy. So welcome to today's episode. Today I have Liana Nichian, who is a sports dietitian for the West Coast Eagles AFLW team. So I had her on because I think that sports dietetics is something that is quite under, undervalued in the athletic population because I know as an athlete myself and just obviously when I ate terrible i felt terrible and when i ate better i felt a lot better and there's so much more behind it too than just feeling better there's recovery um there's prepping for games or um competitions uh, and just so much more and so that's why i decided to have her on so if we could just first um leona if you could just introduce yourself um, a little bit about yourself and then we can kind of go from there
1: yeah perfect thanks for having me on too i do really appreciate the fact that you are just as passionate about sports nutrition as I am, I guess. It's kind of, yeah, you're right, a bit of an undervalued role. Um, But yeah, I am a sports dietitian. Um, I've been a sports dietitian for a few years now, but been a dietitian for a little longer. Um, Yeah, I guess kind of getting into nutrition, I kind of just fell into that, like I'm a a massive foodie. Um, So I've always been interested in food and then how it affects the human body. Mm -hmm. So that kind of led me on to studying my Bachelor of Science in Nutrition. I did that at Curtin University here in Perth. Um, And then I kind of wanted to delve in a little bit more into the relationship with diet and clinical nutrition and the medical scene. So then um, I did my Master's of Dietetics at Curtin as well and became a dietitian. Um, Then still pretty fascinated about how food relates to our physical performance. So in terms of sports... Um, I decided I wanted to be a sports dietitian. So I went over to the Australian Institute of Sport and did my sports nutrition course there, which is a pretty incredible experience. Um, and then over the years, I've had the opportunity to work both in private practice, um, doing one on one consultations with people, as well as workshops and cooking demos, which is really great, but working with both general nutrition as well as clinical nutrition, and then wanting to get my foot in the door. I started working with um, in the West Australian Football League, um, just with some of the state teams and local teams, just to kind of get an understanding from the groundwork what it's like working from both de- from developmental league all the way to the senior league, um, and then I guess that kind of led me into working with the West Coast AFLW team, which has been incredible experience, such a learning roller coaster between working with them and then assisting with the men's AFL team too. Yeah. Nice. And then previously, I've worked with um, the Women's Perth Glory team as well in the soccer. So, really good variety, and it's something I'd really wanted to ke- want to keep pursuing. Um, but yeah, it's just been a huge, huge experience, yeah. which is fantastic.
0: So, we can kind of go more into the specifics of nutrition in a second here, but some a lot of teams I know in the States who just don't have a sports dietitian um, on their team. So maybe just kind of, could you go into just a brief overview of kind of what you provide to the teams um, so that someone can understand a little bit more on that?
1: Yeah. Yep. So part of what I do is, um, well, a lot of what I do is a lot of education around why we need to eat certain foods just generally, but also um, specifically around training. So pre and post training, um, with the, for example, the AFRLW team, we do education as well as we do a lot of the game day nutrition too. So we focus on what that looks like around training, how to tailor your eating around um, different levels of training too. And then coming to lead up to game days, so carb loading, um, pre and post game, on game day, what does that look like eating and also hydration-wise at the beginning, during, and then post-game just to ensure that they're fueling themselves enough and also recovering too. So there's quite a different areas that we look at. um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, it's definitely an exciting field.
0: Nice. So yeah, so maybe we just start off with some simple stuff here, kind of just going over the three macronutrients, um, what each does and some kind of examples of each.
1: Yeah, so well, that's something I really wanted to reinforce is you really need to understand the basics of fueling and refueling um, and having to understand what each the role of... I talk more in food groups rather than just the macronutrients because it is important to get a holistic diet in um, rather than just focusing on just carbs, protein, fat. Um, we need to think about where we're actually going to get those from um, and why we need them. So, for example carbs and we're looking at different whole grains and starchy vegetables we're thinking about why we actually need the carbs so it's your body's main fuel source um, so it's like adding petrol to the tank you need carbohydrates to fuel our body it's actually the most efficient um fuel source our body has so carbs are always important um and there's also two forms of carbs and which um, i can probably go into a little bit later about what we use them for um we, we talk about the timing of those ones as well um then obviously there's the other main one which is protein um so whether that is from an animal source or a plant-based food really vital to get um an essential amount of protein in our body so every time we break down our or every time we use our muscles we break them down so we need to be able to replace it with enough protein to rebuild them because if it's not there our body will continue to, well, our muscles will continue to break down until we replace them. Basically, our body just needs that source of protein from somewhere. Um, so if we're not replacing it with enough protein, we're actually going to lose a lot of that strength um, and that training adaptation that we do want. So making sure we get enough protein um, throughout our day, but especially after training or playing. Um and then another really forgotten group that we forget about all the time, everyone's just focused on carbs and protein, but we forget that we actually really need fruit and vegetables in our diet. It actually makes up the bulk of our diet too, because in order to get the training adaptations and to recover properly, we need to make sure we're getting those vitamins and minerals that our body needs. Um, and if we are athletes and we're heavily training, our immune system can take a bit of a whack from that too. So we need something to support our immune system. Um, especially as your body goes under quite a bit of stress through training. Um, So you need something to help support that. So really focusing on making sure we're getting enough of those and enough of the food groups throughout the day Um, because without the basics, there's no point going into the specifics of sports nutrition if you haven't even got the basics underlined. So that's really big focus that I have um, with my teams and athletes.
0: Uh, Yeah. That's all really good info. And so I'm going to kind of let you take this wherever you feel as you want to go. If you kind of want to... You said you wanted to talk a little bit more, expand on the types of carbs, um, or we can go down the road of, you know, when when to eat before games and that. So whatever one you feel like fits best we can kind of go into next.
1: Yeah, well, I guess they kind of go in hand in hand. So, um, well, let's talk about why it's important to fuel and refuel.
0: Um,
1: So with the... Fueling. Now, what happens is if you don't get the right fueling in, the like the effects of poor nutrition can really lead to things like poor performance, low energy, early fatigued, fatigue, sorry, um, reduced strength, poor concentration, and if you're in agility sports, like poor decision making, reduced skill ability. Um, And as I mentioned before, that reduced immunity as well. So having the right fueling there is really important. Like you can't out-train a bad diet. Like you need that fuel there to get you through. And then if you're not recovering properly, you're increasing your risk of injury. And then again, you're training to reach a certain goal. But if you're not getting that appropriate nutrition, you're just not going to get that um, goal attainment basically. So it's really important that you are not just focusing on your training, um, which obviously is a really vital part. But you need to make sure you are getting that nu- the nutrients in your body to support that. They really go hand in hand together, um, which I'm sure you will agree with that, Patrick.
0: Yeah, no, that was a really good quote. I like that you said you can't out-train a bad diet, and I think that's something that a lot of people – i mean especially athletes because i know like just especially i was a swimmer so when swimming you burn so many calories that like you're not probably going to gain weight with what you eat so i mean a lot of people just think they can eat whatever they want because oh look i'm burning all these calories anyway and i'm not gaining weight but that's there's so much more than like that there's like all the things you just listed um more than just the gaining weight aspect of it so yeah that's those are i think that was a really good point
1: yeah, no, absolutely it is, and I know I do come across um, athletes who go, well, I train so much, to sure I can eat whatever I want. And yes, there is an element of truth to that, but um, you know, depending on what their goal is, um, but you need to make sure you're packing your body with the nutrients need. Like if you want to perform at your best, you need to be putting in your body the same the same way as you be training your body. Um, you can train specifically to get where you need to go. You need to put the right nutrients in your body to get where you need to go. So if then we break it down to timing wise and what to eat before and after training and potentially during games or training, it comes down again to why we need certain food groups. So when we think about what you need in your body before you train, you need to think about what's going to give you the most energy. So what's going to push you through um, your workout or your game um, or your competition? So Therefore, we need to remember that carbs are key here. So remember how I was saying that carbs are your body's most efficient fuel source? This is where carbs are key before you exercise. Um, so the bulk of the diet, so this is what I was talking about. There is um, two forms of carbohydrates. So there's your complex carbohydrates, which are your high-fiber carbohydrates that keep you fuller for longer, it takes longer for your body to break down, so it releases the energy a lot slower. So what you want the bulk of your diet to be but then we have more of your simple carbohydrates so their bodies the sugars that your body breaks down really quickly and you access the energy a lot um a lot easier and there's a time and a place for both with athletes so the bulk of the diet you want the complex um carbohydrates so things like um in your high fiber breads in sandwiches pastas rice sushi something like that something you probably want to make for maybe three to four hours before you train or play So that way you're going to get that longer lasting energy. Then about one to two hours before, or even half an hour before, depending on what it is, you want what we call like a top-up carbohydrate. So these are just going to really just top up your stores of carbohydrates and your energy levels to really push you through your workout. So whether that's something like a muesli bar, piece of fruit, flavored yogurt, some dried fruit, um, fruit toast, something like that, your body can break down really easy and then you can access it straight away. So when I'm talking about pre-game food for my players, I tend to lay out on their on their food bar um, things like muesli bars, bananas, um, pikelets, that kind of thing. So their body can break it down pretty easy so they've got something to get through the first quarter essentially. Same sort of concept comes in with during a game um, or prolonged exercise. So by prolonged exercise, I mean um, longer than an hour or if you've had really high intense. So for example around for half time or three quarter time or even quarter time with my footballers, I'll start introducing simple carbohydrates. So that's when something in your body will break down pretty quickly. So that's things that's when I'll use things like carb gels but or piece of fruit, lollies, um, they can all be really beneficial. Um, sports drinks too um, can be a really great way to kind of get that liquid but also so the hydration but also extra carbs in to really boost those energy levels. And then post-training or post-exercise, you've got to think about the two elements that you use. So you've used up a lot of energy and you've broken down some of your muscle because you've used, you've trained well. So you've got to think about how you're going to replace them. So you're thinking carbohydrates and protein. So there's are two elements you're thinking post. So pre, you're thinking carbohydrates. Post, you're thinking carbohydrates and protein. So getting that combination of both is going to ensure that you're getting that right recovery through as well as hydration as well, which is an important element as well. That's something I'm probably going to as well. Mm-hmm. Um but the key focus is getting that protein and carbs in. So whether that's something as simple as making yourself a sandwich um, with some lean protein through that, um, or like I tend to give my players like burrito bowls, which are pretty perfect and good combination mm, of getting cool. some salad through there, but also rice and um, either beans or chicken um, with that, or you can make some some pastas um, with some protein through that too. So. The key thing is it doesn't need to be complicated or anything fancy. It's just making sure you're still getting in that, that combo there.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, a good point because I mean, I'd mean, say it's general knowledge. People know I need carbs before and proteins after, but two things you brought up that are really important are that there are two different types of carbs and when mm. to eat those two different types of carbs um, and why to do that and then to finish off that you also need carbs afterwards because I feel like that's kind of a misconception as well. People just go for the protein drinks or whatever sort of protein, but they don't really top up at, or like finish off with refueling with the carbs in the end. So I think that was a yeah. really, really good point.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because that's something I hear a lot is the focus on, yeah, just the protein afterwards. Or I hear sometimes people have things like protein shakes um, before they exercise, mm. um, which really doesn't serve your body any purpose. If you think, again, going back to it, this is why we always start the basis of the education that why each of the food groups are necessary. So, again, the carbs is providing the energy. The protein doesn't actually provide your body with the energy that you need. So there isn't really a point of having that before you exercise. Um, so whereas you actually get benefit from it after you exercise. So yeah, it's good to kind of know just the basics around that. Yeah.
0: So do you know, I mean, I know there's general kind of picto diagrams out there for like the health, uh, general population with like a my plate or something like that. Is do you have anything or know of anything for, um, kind of for sports specifically that has some sort of picto diagram for people or is there not one really made yet? I don't
1: know if there's any specifically made yet, but the this way I describe right it to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the way I describe it um, to my athletes is where you can play with a lot of manipulation is one. Everyone needs the same basic plate setup. So the way I think of it is half the plate is the veg, quarter of the plate to be carbohydrates, and a quarter of the plate to be protein. Mm-hmm. So that's your general setup. How that can be manipulated can be depending on like how you tailor it to your training. So. If you have a high intense um, training load, so for example with my players where they have their carb loading leading up to their game and then they carb load after the day after their game too to make sure that they're fully recovered, they'll have more emphasis on the carb component of their plate. They'll still make sure they get the protein and the veg components, but the carbs were just a little bit heavier. However, the, the days in between those where they have a bit more of the lighter training sessions, they ease up a little bit on the carbs. Like They're still there. They just ease up a little bit. And again, where you manipulate things is through your snacks. So your pre-training snack, obviously, if you're not training, you would just drop that. Um, if you are training, you'd include that. So that's how you, again, tailoring your eating to your training level. So it doesn't need to be any too different to your general eating, but it's just that, that slight manipulation there.
0: Yeah, and maybe uh, just as we're talking about it too, because it's kind of maybe like a pre-pre-game meal is your carb loading. If you want to maybe just give a brief overview or go into that as much as details, you think would be good enough for people to kind of understand that. Because I know like when I swam in high school, it was just you'd have a pasta night the day before. So first off, is the day before enough to elicit enough? Um, benefit and second off we just shoved our face with all kinds of pasta and instead of like doing it and you know maybe i think i don't know you can say if i'm right or wrong but there's a certain point to a carbs that you, your body can absorb and after that point there's no point eating 10 more <laughs> 10 more bowls of pasta so
1: yeah look the, the pasta nights are definitely necessary but where you that's just more of a psychological of thing <laughs> yeah. But. yeah well where where it comes out basically is How do you get the most beneficial use of the carb load? So I sometimes get my players, depending on whether they, um, or depending on how they tolerate the carbohydrates. So if they're not used to generally having too much carbohydrates, having a massive bowl or a couple of bowls of, um, you know, pasta the night before is probably going to leave them feeling really heavy. Um, Whereas, so I get them to start probably two days before. But How you really, the goal of your, carbohydrate loading is you want to spread it out throughout the day so you'd want to be starting from first thing in the morning not just leaving it for the night before the game so starting from first thing in the morning you actually want more of that simple carbohydrate that low fiber carbohydrate so that's when they have the complete opposite from what i normally recommend so whether it's sugary cereals um you know fruit juices um cinnamon buns anything like that the key is basically to get low fiber but also low fat because anything with a high fat and high protein is actually going to slow down digestion. So if we're with carb loading, we actually want to spread more of that lower fiber throughout the day. So we're giving our body a chance to actually stock up on those stores. Um, and then you're spreading it throughout the day because like you said, there is a limit that your body can actually take up a certain amount of protein and carbs throughout the day. So that would be the goal. And that just ensures that you are stocked up, ready to go the day before. Um, And then whatever you're doing on the day is essentially just acting like a top-up. So you're just topping up those carb loading stores, which is really helpful.
0: Nice. Yep. Those are all really good points as well. And I think another thing we could go into maybe is, so we got the carb loading, we got the meals throughout the day, but then the hydration of... It. Whereas, one we could go into your recommendations of kind of drinking throughout the you know days leading up to it and the day of, and then the difference maybe between when to go water to sports drink or your recommendations on that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Really good point. So, baseline rules, um, I guess, with hydration just every day is a minimum of a litre and a half to two litres, then for every hour of exercise, it's an extra 750 mils of fluid or water on top of that. So that already can set some people off thinking they're probably not getting enough just from that. The hydration element is really important. You've got to think of hydration. The dehydration on your body actually has similar effects as if you're not fueling your body enough. So same as way as well, talking about the poor performance, early fatigue, Um, Injury risk, everything like that, purely just by your body being dehydrated, not being able to recover, anything like that. So really vital that you just get in that basics first. Um, We do have the three types of our go-to fluids. So obviously water is your standard go-to all the time. Um, Then you have um, electrolytes. The good thing about electrolytes, so things like um, shots or hydrolytes, something like that, is they're replacing the electrolytes that your body loses through sweat. Um, and you're also giving your body a chance to hold on to the fluid that you are drinking to. So that could be really great if, for example, you are training first thing in the morning um, or you're playing first thing in the morning um, and you don't have enough time to get enough fluid in or if you've been playing or training outside or you're, or you're heavily sweating, you know, you're losing a lot of electrolytes, you need to be able to replace that. Again, that really supports the recovery. Um, and the other one is sports drinks. Um, sports drinks, the benefits of that is one, you've got the fluid for hydration. Two, you've got the electrolyte replacement. And three, you've got the added simple carb too. So that can help you pre-training, during training, and also recovery as well. So sports drinks can be really great. But the thing with sports drinks too is you need to make sure that They have a specific role for prolonged training or games, so that way you're utilizing it during them. Every other time, they're pretty jam-packed full of sugar. They're pretty much like drinking a soft drink. So I would say them for around intense training um, or game day. Electrolytes, um, if you're thinking about having them during a game or during a prolonged training session... I would consider getting your carbohydrate source from somewhere else. So like more of those simple carbohydrates, like a piece of fruit or a muesli bar or something like that. So that way you're still getting that energy, that top up that your body needs because the electrolytes won't give you that. Um, That's what the sports drinks give you. And the same sort of thing if you're having just water. Um, So I had to kind of train a lot of my athletes to not just rely on water during games um, or just electrolytes because you're really not going to get that benefit of that top-up carbohydrate that we need.
0: Mm-hmm. And then something other, uh, especially I'm on the Gold Coast, a lot of athletes training here are going to be training in increased heat. So mm-hmm. do you have any recommendations on, I, and you don't have to be exact numbers, but just any of your recommendations for if it's you know, extremely hot out one day and kind of the extra emphasis on that?
1: Well, in more... Biggest target on that. So, yes, still the same kind of um, quantities that I'd suggest. So for every hour of exercise, extra 750 mils of water, you'd have more emphasis on having more of the electrolytes and sports drinks because mm. obviously you're sweating a lot more. But the key thing is more your heat management. So if I have players who um, – so for example, my girls, um, the AFLW League, we play in like mid-30s to sometimes 40-degree heat and um, – and once your body's at that high high core cool temperature, it's really hard to cool it down. Um, so the best way to do it is to try and tackle that head on. So um, I give them slushies um, before they go out training or before they play. So that's cooling down their body temperature. Um, but for yourself, you could also just have a frozen bottle of sports drink um, or water. So that way you are getting the hydration in, but you're also cooling down your um, your core body temp. You can also think, use things like ice towels or, um, cold towels to cool yourself down. Cause that's essentially what you need to do is cooling your core body temperature down. Um, and that's going to help to replace some of the hydration that your body needs.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a really good point. I never really thought of giving, you know, a bunch of ice to them in, like, to go on the inside instead of just having that, you know, fans and stuff on the outside. So that is a, that's a good point for the heat uh, management that I haven't really thought of. And then yeah, it of, is, it um, is important
1: too. Sorry, I was just going to say because um, a lot of what I find too is when athletes are very hot post-training or post-playing, it's really hard for them to want to eat afterwards mm. um, so that when your core temperature rises, your appetite actually decreases. So in order to ensure that we actually get enough of that recovery in, um the best way to tackle that is to try and reduce your core temperature so again that's kind of the added benefit of why we have things like ice baths and that kind of too yes it helps with mu- muscle recovery but we also want the core body temperature to decrease as well
0: yeah and i guess just this is from one of my experiences just the importance of hydration of hydration showing how much you can lose granted it was i was in louisiana on an internship and these guys were 300 plus pound linemen but they lost a or uh, 12 pounds of water at pre to post-practice. Like that's just, it's pretty mind blowing at how much you can use just from sw- lose from sweating. So like, that's yeah, um, absolutely.
1: So, you're right. A Good thing to do there. It would be to weigh yourself pre and post and then see how much weight you've lost. That's how much sweat you lost. You'd be surprised. Um, how much you can lose. Um, even in sports like swimming, you lose a heck yeah. of a lot of sweat that you won't even realize.
0: Yeah, that is pretty. Yeah, that's a, definitely an experience. People don't really realize it, but then, you know, just even weighing yourself pre post, people can really see that. So, mm. and while we're on this topic of kind of like hydration, not really the same thing, but just was wondering your opinions um, or recommendations and thoughts on caffeine. Um, Because I know that there is research to support that it does um, help performance, but there is a, you know, level chugging eight uh, Red Bulls before the game is probably not going to be the best thing, but maybe a cup of coffee or something like that, you know, might be benefit. So if you could maybe elaborate more on that.
1: Yeah, no, know that. So caffeine is, again, one of the supplements we can look at um, using things like whether it's actual caffeine gum or no-dose tablets. Um, so caffeine tablets. Probably don't recommend things like energy drinks because they can have some other um, added side effects. Um, but caffeine can prolong your intense exercise. Um, obviously, it's just to your senses a bit more as well um, and just to kind of give you that bit more push Um and when you're feeling a bit more fatigued, so caffeine can have its benefits there. So, whether it's you know having a cup of black coffee to kind of get you through, or if you're going for other things a bit more elite, um, like the caffeine tablets obviously just go with a recommended dose we don't (laughs) and speak to a professional about what that may be um but there can be some added benefits with that too and then if you're not used to it definitely monitor your side effects um and report any of those but it is an interesting area going into different supplements um and the effect it can have on the body as well
0: yeah and i think that's a good point too with if someone does listen to this and they're like oh i need to change all these things it's a good point you made maybe try it especially like try it not before a game or something like that or uh, during a preseason game instead of just changing everything and going straight into, um, you know, like a normal season uh, because, you know, they're, they might, their body not might not be ready for that big change. Would you kind of agree on that?
1: Absolutely. Even food-wise, even something as basic as food, not going into supplements, I always get people to trial things out during training. So whether they're training for a marathon or they're about to play a game, Do everything during training. Do not wait to the day that you compete to try something new because you do not know how it's going to affect your body and things are just going to affect everybody differently. So that's even just for food, let alone supplement use. Um, So definitely use your training, not just to get your body physically prepped, but also to trial different things that you're going to be using close to competition um, environments as you can.
0: Yeah, that's – do you – no, so I guess uh, one thing, common thing, another, uh, especially with heat or just in general with athletes, kind of uh, cramps. So I know there's um, like hydration is probably one thing and then there probably is other things as well. And I know there is some research, You can do, this is just a fun topic and go off of really quickly, <laughs> but isn't it like hot sauce in the tongue? Is thats that... Is that uh, do you heard of that before? And do you know of any relevance behind that?
1: I feel like it's a very American thing. I've never heard of really? hot sauce like, working. I mean, we use things um, like salt tablets and pickle juice. Yeah. Well, we pickle use juice, that, juice yeah. is our, We what, use those, <laughs> but
0: I was just saying that was something that I've heard of multiple times. <laughs> I don't know. So.
1: Look, I'll, I'll see if it flies through with some of the players when we can right. get that working. But, but now, some of the key things that we do work through with um, cramping, because it is... A very, very common thing, Um, particularly at the start of the season. It's pretty natural because as your body is deconditioned, you're more prone to cramping. Um, But again, yeah, just like you said, people try and look for the quick fixes. So things like your salt tablets and your pickle juice and apparently hot sauce um, to get you through. But the key focus needs to be on, yes, hydration is very important for cramping. Um, So making sure you're getting that adequate hydration. But what people don't consider too is it's also the amount of carbs that you're having. So carbs is really important to prevent cramping too because you actually need that. The energy stores in the muscle. Um, So that's when we have put real emphasis on are we getting enough carb loading in um, what about pre-training, during training, post-training? Is there enough of that carb um, in your system? So yes, we consider about the things that are more of the treatment side of things, um, but prevention, we focus on hydration and carbohydrates.
0: Yeah, and that's, like I said, that's another thing that probably people don't get as much, or not like I said, like you said, um, that the carbs are something that mm-hmm. you need as well that actually affect cramps that people might not think of as much as, you know, water is kind of thought as, but then the and insult, but other than that, like, um, yeah, making sure you get enough carbs. Uh, yeah. So, we're going to kind of sort of transition into um, just making it as simple as possible, I guess, for athletes. And two things I want to go over, if, if you're all right with it, is so, like, an athlete, obviously, so guys versus girls, really high endurance athletes versus more of a powerful type athlete. Like, all of them are going to have a little bit of differences in how much they need. And so your general plate recommendation, um, like, that's kind of how you divide it up. But obviously, each athlete's probably need a different size plate. So what's um, your recommendation on, uh, like, their intuition on like, if you're hungry, eat? Or or do you kind of recommend, you know, like, I would probably – do get more specific into it, I guess, because I guess we kind of give them. You kind of give them a really good idea of what to eat and a general idea of the plate. But like I said, everyone's a little bit different.
1: And competition level does have different things to consider, um, but if you've got the basics right, as in you've got that right plate set up, you're getting that good combination of carbs, protein, fruit, and veg um, enough hydration, then you're already above, you know, where you may have been before. Um, and if you're getting the timings right, um, pre and post training, you know, you've already got your fueling and your recovery, right? And again, you're already one step higher than you were before. So it's those little things and just working on the basics there and then building from there. That's the the biggest key and biggest tip that I could probably give.
0: That's, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, like I say, like you were saying, everyone is different, so it's kind of hard. But that's a pretty good summary of a good generalized information to give someone. Um, mm-hmm. And then for I guess you've kind of named some you know some ideas for different types of uh, meals between um, before, during, and after um, games. Could you give maybe just two, maybe one to three examples of your favorite ones that you like to include yourself um, or ones you think that have the most benefit for those pre, um, during and post game meals?
1: Yeah, so, um, well, pre, we can break it down into two sections. So pre, we think about that three to four hours before. That's when we want more of that longer lasting carbohydrate. So whether if, you know, you're playing or training in the afternoon, that's probably your lunch meal. Um and then that could be something, yeah, like as simple as a, a sandwich. I think is yeah, a okay. perfect balance there. Um, or you know leftovers from the night before, as long as you're getting that carbohydrate, whether it's rice, pasta, get some meat or some um, another protein alternative and some veg. Then that snack before, um, so anywhere between half an hour to an hour before. Um, Go tos I like to recommend my athletes are things just like muesli bar and a piece of fruit. Um, or some yogurt, piece of fruit, even something like a up and go or something like that is always like a really good go to. Recovery you can even break that down into two parts as well. So a lot of my athletes take um, a little while to get home, so the travel time um, might be quite long. There isn't um, just touching on that actually. There isn't this magic anabolic window that people think you need to get. Um, the certain protein in by a certain time to get the gains that you need. Um, But it is kind of a good idea to start recovering as soon as you can. Um, So something like um, some yogurt or chocolate milk is actually one of the best Mm. recovery drinks you can have. I have had a
0: study on that. It's actually pretty good, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's actually going to give you the elements of you've got the electrolytes from the milk, the sugar from the milk, um, as well as the protein and the hydration elements. The chocolate milk is actually fantastic. So set up on my recovery bar post-game for the players, I would have things like sausage um, I would have things like uh, sports drinks as well as chalk milks just so that way then they're starting the recovery process. And then when you're recovering with a meal, again, you want to think about the key elements of the protein carbs. So whether it's having, again, something like a burrito bowl or spaghetti bolognese or... Anything that's going to give you that combination of that carbohydrate and the protein. If it's your breakfast meal, um, something like, you know, cereal with milk and a piece of fruit or an egg on toast can give you that combination of that protein and carbohydrates just to kind of help you recover properly.
0: Cool. Yeah, those are definitely all great ideas that should be pretty easy to implement into anyone's training. So I think... uh, ending on this because i think it's something that's uh i'll just give from i've read uh my thoughts on this or uh my understanding the better word understanding on this reading from a lot of people that are smarter than me in the stuff that I actually study in the research and then you can tell me what i'm wrong on or expand more on it so ending Absolutely. on supplements because I think that's one thing that so many athletes just come up and they don't even ask you about anything else. They don't say like, "Hey, like, what should I have? What's a good regular meal before?" they just say, "Hey, what protein should I take?" Or what, you know? Mm. And it's um, so. My understanding is this: you get as much of everything you can from just normal whole foods. Then, if you absolutely can't get something like protein with like a hundred percent whey type stuff is probably the best. And then other than that, a lot of supplements are probably mostly a waste cuz of money wise and you should just stick to you know, like I said, the whole foods. And then the only one that has really good research on a bunch of benefits is creatine actually. So, you can go off that. That's just my understanding. And tell me where I'm wrong, please cuz I love to learn as well.
1: No, no, um, you were pretty bang on with that. So I think we need to remember with supplements, they're essentially there to supplement the diet. So your diet needs to be the basis of everything. So we do get a lot of added benefits from the food that we eat rather than just um, having the supplements as well. That's why we have more of a whole diet. Um, but you're right, if we can't, if we're failing to get, for example, our, our goal if that's to build some muscle mass. Um, and we need to spread enough of the protein out throughout the day. Yes, you can do it without supplements. But if you're struggling, say, for example, if you're following more of a plant-based diet um, or you know, going more of a you know vegan diet or something like that, it's a great way to get protein through if you're having like a protein shake even sometimes if it the option is you're either skipping a meal or you're getting a protein shake in i'd probably much rather you get a protein shake in than to skip the meal completely so that's when something like a hundred percent way um can be really beneficial with that as well um other supplements we do tend to use loosely as well and it can depend so we touched on caffeine before Um, Other ones I tend to use of footballers are things like beetroot juice.
0: um,
1: Occasionally beta alanine. um, We use pickle juice as supplements as well. Um, But, yeah, creatine is another one, um, especially if people are wanting to bulk up and increase their muscle mass. It can definitely help with that as well. But also to give you that quick burst of that short, intense, Mm -hmm. um, or prolonged intense intensity. Um, and building up the stores there. Um, But with everything, yeah, it is just a way to optimise your performance um, and supplement your diet. And as I touched on in the beginning, is there's no point really touching that kind of supplement stuff until you've got the basics right. Um, Even with protein shakes too, um, the way I kind of describe it to my clients is... Your body will only take up a certain amount of protein at a time. It's really not a lot. It's only about mm, roughly about 20 to 25 grams of protein. If you think about a lot of the protein shakes, they tend to contain a lot more. So if you're trying to get a whole lot of protein at once, you're basically paying for expensive urine because your body is just going to push it out, take out what it needs, and push it out. To um, so put it put it as frankly as I can, um, but it's it has its uses but it's not necessary. So there are other elements you can get it in. But that's why, again, not to plug myself, but I guess plug-in dieticians in general, is you see someone who does have the knowledge about how it could work best for you um, and how you can get your general diet set up suited to your goals and um, your training and just basically make sure you're doing what's going to be best for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that, like I said, that's a good summary. Instead of coming to ask you about what supplement should I take, it should be how should I make sure my diet's right first.
1: Uh, It would be an ideal world if that (laughs) happened. (laughs) Um, I think we're slowly, slowly getting there. I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I guess we can kind of end on if, if just a uh, quick summary um, of. I know you've, you've talked about a lot of great information, but a quick summary on just like that athlete that comes to you and says, I just want some advice. So just quick summarizing everything we've talked about. Um, if you can do that in a couple sentences, I guess, just the general advice you'd give to someone that says, hey, I really want to change my diet
1: to perform better. Yeah. So first step would be to not overcomplicate it. Just get the basics right. Um, focus on getting enough good carbs, enough protein, fruit and veg in your diet, and then focusing on hydration. And then from there, build on to... Um, making sure you're getting enough carbs before training knowing that that's how your body's going to get the energy enough carbs and protein post-training to make sure your recovery is there um and then building from there but just making sure you're getting the basics right first i think is the perfect starting point
0: okay um do you think is there anything else that you would like to cover that you think we missed that's pretty important to athletes
1: um, oh, I guess it's one other thing is I know it's such a habit or thinking that the ideal thing is they need to be counting calories and mm. need to be counting macros um, and if you're not doing that you're not the ideal athlete and therefore you're not going to get your goals. I actually rarely rarely get my athletes to count calories Or count their macros. I instead, like I said, get them to focus on the types of foods and the amount of foods, Um, because again, counting the calories and the macros. Yes, I understand if you have a very specific goal. For example, if you're doing um, the bodybuilding competition, yeah, where it is a bit more specific. Um, But generally, um, and across most most sports. It's not necessary. It can just overcomplicate things. Um, And if anything, it may head you in the opposite direction where you may be eating when you're not hungry um, and it can really mess with your eating behaviours, which can be then detrimental to your performance too if it's really messing with you mentally. Um, So just reassurance that it's okay if you don't um, count calories or count your macros or anything like that. Um, I do use things like food diaries, though. But I more use it as a bit of an awareness tool so you can kind of see where you could potentially be improving some of your meals, um, restructuring things um, according to your eating behaviours. But, yeah, definitely not necessary to count calories or macros or anything like that.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that would – a lot of athletes are – busy if they're student athletes or professionals just have their lives in general they don't want to they want to play their sport you know they want to do the best they yeah. can as simple as they can so that's, a, that's another good point to take on where people think they might have to put in all that effort and tracking where it's not necessary to do that and you can still get great benefits as you just said
1: yeah absolutely
0: so thank you very much for being on um, if you want just tell everyone uh, where they could follow you to get the um, any info you provide um, where to plug yourself on here's what I'm saying
1: it's a bit of a shameless plug um but yeah you can follow me on instagram on liana nietzsche underscore dietitian um and there will be details on how you can contact me if you did want to have a consult with myself um whether that is one-on-one or phone consult um but then just gives you just different tips and advice and maybe set you on the right track
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, thank you very much again. We both have quite busy schedules, so it's been good to finally work it out and get you on. And thanks again for being on.
1: I really appreciate it. No, thank you so much for advocating for sports nutrition. So I appreciate it. Thank you.